0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast
1: Network. Hey, this is Ariel Hawani, host of the MMA Hour on the Vox Media Podcast Network. Each week, we interview the biggest names in the world of mixed martial arts and beyond. So tune in live every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern over at MMAfighting.com or download the show afterwards on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever you get
2: your podcasts. We'll see you then.
0: Welcome back to the Limited Upside Podcast Preview Series, number 12 of 30, the Detroit Pistons. And that is the most excited that we get in this podcast. I'm really sorry. Our fans of the Pistons are not really excited about the year. It's been a rough year beyond that. But we uh, we had a little nice therapy session. We had John Ketchum, the deputy editor for espionation.com. We had Kofi Yeboah, social producer for espionation.com, And Lazarus Jackson from Detroit Bad Boys, SB Nation's Detroit Pistons community. And We kind of talk about what happened last year. It was a rough year. What's going on with Reggie Jackson? Do we trust Andre Drummond? Do we trust Stanley Johnson and Stan Van Gundy? We talk a little bit about the Avery Bradley trade, and I think they were a little more optimistic about that. And then we have an interesting discussion about the move to downtown Detroit. We talk about some of the better years, and we talk about the all-important banana boat question. Uh, But it's not a great time to be a Pistons fan now, and I think This is a huge year and a lot of people are a little worried. Um, So we're sorry in advance if you're looking for something super upbeat. I'm not sure this podcast necessarily provides that. Uh, This is a limited upside podcast. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Check us out on iTunes. We really appreciate you leaving a review. We got to number 50. Thank you so much to whoever left our 50th review uh we appreciate that it moves us up in the rankings we also it helps us know what we're not doing well so well what you want to hear more of uh we take that feedback one way or the other you can always send us questions for our team preview series and all our other podcasts by tweeting at us at limited underscore upside and check us out anywhere you get your podcasts, stitcher spotify all those fun places and on spnation.com until then though enjoy the detroit pistons pop preview podcast this is the limited upside podcast What's up? We're back. Limited Upside Podcast. Team Preview 1230. The Detroit Pistons. I've got an all-star crew here. I'm excited for this one. we got in studio, John Ketchum, night editor for SBNation.com, deputy editor. And then on the phone, Kofi Yeboas, SB social editor, and uh, Lazarus Jackson, who we're going to call Laz for the rest of the show, from uh, Detroit Bad Boys. What's up, friends? How's everybody doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Mike? And now we're going to talk about the Pissons and bring your mood down. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Cause it was Because it was a bit of a rough year uh, last yeah. year. Rough year. Um, what is the mood, in a word, John, how would you describe the mood of the fan base right now after what happened last year?
1: Uh, I mean, just somebody being from Michigan, not living in Michigan, uh, I can tell you what... Uh, what you know my mood is uh what's your uh, mood okay. uh, i don't know like uh, very like somber and like i mean like kind of like optimistic about the future but not like like you kind of hope for the best but you you like you know the best probably is covered um you know i think they made like a couple like smart offseason moves obviously uh with Bradley and Kennard and um uh Galloway and some other people but i i just don't think that it's enough to be uh competitive in the way they need to be but you know i've been wrong before uh but uh but yeah so we'll see so somber uh kofi what's your word i'm just
3: uh waiting on i'm preparing my lebron pitch to detroit i have a huge binder already okay what's uh, what's everything uh you can put blaze pizza all over the arena just have it okay. be everything.
2: That's yeah, actually that's not bad. Number the one. arena is sponsored by Little Caesars. That's never going to work. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
0: <wait, laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. Uh,
3: but he'll, I think the deal, the part of the deal is uh, he would change the name, be able to blaze pizza arena, the blaze. Uh, the blaze. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Licensing rights. Have his own section called the Blaze Bleachers, you know. It's um, so
1: funny! Wow, I, I, I can already see that. him
0: walking to Detroit right now. <laughs> <laughs> like he's already Maybe. excited just hearing this pitch.
1: Well, I mean, and Maybe if he you goes me. there, will automatically make the playoffs. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I support that 100. percent Kofi, if you need a representative uh, to come in and like work on your business plan, I'm with you. All right. So, but the thing was is that the year before we won 44
3: games, and I was like, okay, 50 doesn't sound that far-fetched and we we didn't get close so i'm disappointed but i'm at the same time i'm just not i'm not surprised so well and i mean i'm not really the season with high
1: hopes i mean and i think the thing that's like a little frustrating is like you know you win 50 games and then you know you essentially like you know, like, you win 50, 50 games and then uh, you have, like, people who are, like, kind of, like, starting to mesh and kind of starting to, like, figure out how to work together. And then you, like, you get rid of people, like, who, you know, have contributed to, um, you know, the team's success, whether it was this year or the year prior, like, you know, KCP or Morris, two people who I really actually, actually liked. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Laz, you more optimistic? What's what's the fan base thinking about this summer? What, like on DBB, on Detroit Bad Boys, like what's the tenor? What if you had to like sum up one word based on like a zillion comments on your great website? <laughs> what would it be? The
2: the word is apprehensive.
0: Apprehensive. See, I think that's a good word.
2: Yeah, it feels very much like a, like a make or break year for uh, SVG and the team. Uh, Like John was saying two years ago, you know, you win 44 games, you make the playoffs, competitive playoff series with uh, Cleveland, even though we got swept. And then this year there's expectations and, you know, they didn't meet those clearly, but uh, you know, for the future, the fundamentals of the team are still strong and the Eastern conference is still weak. So there's reason for optimism, but people are kind of uh, afraid to dream.
0: I I would be too uh, with the way, last year went, which was like, it's the same team on the upswing, a young team, mm-hmm. like a team that like with a legit coach and like last year was kind of miserable. Wait, you said
1: with the legit coach?
0: Well, I think a reputation wise, a legit coach. Okay. Um, if you don't think Stan's a good coach, I mean, Stan, a successful coach before, okay. Okay. let's say good. that. And then, I mean, it wasn't just that they were bad. They were just kind of a miserable lot. Yeah. You know, like what? I don't understand. It's the same people, the same coach. Same mix.
1: What happened? I mean, well, I mean, they had stuff that was like happened that was, you know, kind of like out of their outside of their control. Right. Like the team dealt with a few injuries and um, and things like that. Like I'm not really in tune to all the to, to the internal issues that they were going through. But uh, it, it doesn't really seem like they were. I don't know. Like it, it just doesn't seem like they were meshing as well as they were like the year before. Um what yeah. was
2: the the Stan Van going the Stan quote in the Zach Lowe piece that came out after the All Star break? It's like Reggie came back and the season's never been the same since. <laughs> like that's,
0: yeah, that's right. That was pretty no, much. It.
2: He's not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like he was. He was injured and
3: Pistons were playing like decent basketball. And I was like, okay, Reggie's coming back. This could be really good or really, 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 really terrible. And it became the latter. And yeah. I was like, you know, not surprised.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really weird because I, I like. I know a lot of people kind of rag on him but like I like Reggie a lot. Uh and I know like you know he just needs to be healthy and at a, and at one and at 100% but I like him a lot. Like I think he's a pretty good scorer. I think he's you know okay on defense and I think he like you know he's proved like in the past that if he needs to like he can make a big shot if he needs to make, a, make make a big shot. Do I think he's worth all that money that we're paying him? I don't know. Uh but he is, I, I've actually he's currently.
2: He's currently the 15th highest point guard paid in the league. So he's not making economy? that much money. In this yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's good. Yeah, I, I like the, for this economy,
3: like with the increase, yeah, I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, but is he the 15th best point guard in the league? I mean, last uh, year he uh, was not at all. He was. Well, and the last other thing, year
2: too, is. Well, I
1: mean, he didn't really. Play, I mean, like. Yeah, if, so what...
0: you, if you looked at when he when he played right
2: like you looked at the highlights from last year and like when he played this year you could see you could, the injury like definitely had an impact like you could like see on the film he's not getting like as low he's, he's his legs are stiff there's no uh, explosiveness there was one game in Dallas like he dunked in a half court set and then just like came up limping like he wow. just clearly wasn't the same guy the entire year huh. and so uh, like on uh, on back to backs yeah what 10 it was 10 10 points. Two uh, two rebounds, five assists, and a forty-one point four true shooting percentage Ooh. with uh, <laughs> zero. That's, like, That's that not a field not goal a
0: percentage, up. by the way. That is a
2: true <laughs>
1: shooting percentage. True shooting. <laughs> true shooting.
2: He yeah. was terrible, and so like it was very clearly like he was not healthy enough to play last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about. I mean, excited. Uh, quote. "Quote, quote, unquote." Uh, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how him and uh, Bradley will play together. Um, like I, I, would just, I just wonder what that dynamic's going to be like.
0: Real quick on Jackson too, because uh, we, we got a question from Corbin Ford Watson about how where is he on the totem pole? Um, I mean, the other thing that happens with him is that his attitude when he's not playing well, the attitude starts to snowball a little bit, mm. you know. And I think that contributed. It's damning when your own coach basically says that like your return kind of screwed shit up, not in those words, I mean, but pretty close. And their lineup, the same starting five that they had the year before was, which was really good, was terrible. And they were a much better team when Ish Smith played. I think it's like sort of ties in together with him not feeling healthy, but also like when he's not at his best, he's a little. I think there's still a lot of questions about his attitude. You know, is that a fair thing to say, Kofi?
3: I think it's fair, and also, I mean, that's that's a Stan Van Gundy way. So if those two aren't gonna, like, I don't think Stan Van Gundy's gonna adjust his temperament for one player. I don't think he's done that. I don't recall him doing that really that much in the past. But like, I just think that if they're gonna keep button heads like this, then it's just not gonna be. Good for the team, and it's going to be pretty
1: troublesome.
0: Well, they tried to trade him, uh, and they haven't found. Yeah, they did. Yet. So we'll see if that happens. So let's talk about Avery Bradley because yeah. from the outside, switching out, I KCP is one of those guys that, like, if you don't watch the Pistons every night, you mm. think you like a little more than I think Pistons fans do. Yeah. And so it was sort of seemed obvious to most that, hey, you know, he's a free agent. You're going to keep him. You know, he yeah. young, he probably will improve. Instead. They do what I think nobody expected. They don't they give him a $16 million a year reported offer. They don't max him out. Mm. They sign first of all one guy to replace him, Lance and Galway, and then they trade for Avery Bradley. No. And I think that surprised a lot of people, but you're are you guys excited about that? I mean, Avery are you happy to have Avery Bradley on the
1: team? I personally really am. Yeah. I, I, I this is this is I mean, I don't know how popular of an I don't know how popular of an opinion this is, but uh I don't know. I think he's Gritty. i think he can play d uh i think he can shoot when you need him to uh and I, I don't know i just think he kind of embodies like what the what what the city and the state is about right he's tough um kind of hardcore like right in your face defender I, I don't know i like him a lot uh, and i think that uh pistons fans will too uh that's just my opinion though
2: Avery Bradley is kind of the, the actualized version of what you hoped KCP would become. Ooh, right. right. That's, that's yeah. a take. <laughs> well, no, I that mean, so tank. the, the, the big thing with the, the difference between the two is the physical measurables, right? Like Bradley's only six, two KCPs, you know, six, four, six, five longer arms, but uh, you know, Bradley's a better on ball defender. Bradley's a more consistent shooter. Bradley's a more consistent offensive player. Like, the, that's the guy you hoped KCP would be when he is Bradley's age. And so you kind of just you swap him out a little bit and you hope you accelerate the timeline of what the team looks like in a couple of years. I like the Bradley acquisition. I thought that was a really good uh, swap. Um, taking advantage of some of the situations that Boston put themselves in this offseason. Um, it was very similar to the way that they got Marcus Morris, for who you know was in the trade. And so you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I also don't think... Bradley, the main thing with Bradley people are worried about is that they won't be able to bring him back next year. But if you look at the free agents next year, Wade's up, Reddick's up, KCP is up, Lou Will is up, Gary Harris and Rodney Hood are RFAs, Norman Powell's an RFA, Patrick McCaw's an RFA, uh, Robert Covington's an RFA. Like they, Not all those guys can get paid. And so I think you can sign Avery to a deal that's like wor- about what he's actually worth because he's underpaid now. But while not being like a max type contract, if you sign them for 15 mil flat, uh, I think you stay under you stay out of the luxury tax.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, one uh, concern for me, too, uh, about this is like, I don't know, like, Laz, Laz, do you think like the Pistons backcourt is getting kind of crowded now, like with Bradley, Galloway, Ish Smith and uh, Kennard coming in? Or, or, or do you think they'll figure it out?
2: So I think they'll figure it out, but there's one name there that doesn't belong and that's Kennard. Like I like Kennard, too, but I saw the way that what they treated Ellenson last year, like there's no way that Kennard plays like more than three hundred minutes this year. Wow. And that's fine. Like he's and if he does what he's supposed to do in Grand Rapids, like he'll be a good player for them next year, but Stan doesn't trust rookies. Like that's just not what Stan does.
0: Yeah, but if if Bradley's you're signing for fifteen million next year in an ideal world and Galloway's still under contract, and you haven't traded Reggie Jackson. And you still have Rich Smith. Like, why, why is Canar gonna play next year? I mean, that was what surprised me a little bit. Um, is just what you mentioned there, but also, yeah, sure, Bradley is better than KCP now, but like KCP's younger, and you'd have him in the right sort of prime years. You know, I mean, Kofi, you you like KCP, right? Like, you, you that upset you, or am I wrong?
3: I like. I mean, I liked him,
0: and then I realized that.
3: You know what? They weren't gonna. They lowballed him, so I don't have a problem with him leaving. Like I don't have a jersey to burn or anything. I wasn't gonna burn the jersey anyway. But, you know,
1: <laughs> who burns I, the Kansas jersey? Who
3: burns jerseys? Yeah, well, I mean, who burns, who burns jerseys? Period. period. Yeah. You gotta, like you have to have like some kind of like you gotta have a life to like I have a
2: life. Like I'm not gonna burn jerseys. <laughs>
3: well, so have I you mean, seen, like have at the very
2: seen? least, you're just lighting eighty bucks on fire. Like why? Yeah. Like yo, you know how expensive
0: jerseys are. Like. See, so have you seen Man, those listen. videos where they pretend to make it seem like they're burning and instead? Of put like notes on like the yeah, things that. that they accomplished. Oh, yeah. so what would be the notes eight. you put on KCP? <laughs> you're pretending to burn the jersey. He,
3: he was he was a good warrior. Uh,
0: so funny. He's a good fighter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're running out three D.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I like him. I always thought he was be- he was good, and he shot forty percent three. Yeah, I've i I've, I've, I've
1: always been a KCP fan. I was I was actually pretty sad when he left too. Uh, I don't know what note I would put on his jersey if I were like not going to burn it. Um, but um, but yeah, I've, I've I've always been a big fan of his. I was I was actually really. I didn't, I didn't I don't think it's a smart idea that they let him go.
2: I was I was willing to pay KCP, but uh, to get Bradley and. Probably pay him less than what you're going to pay KCP. Like that seems to work just fine to me.
0: The other problem, though, of course, is you also lost Morris. So you're yeah. almost, you're trading KCP yeah. and Morris. Yeah. Morris with a good contract for two more years. Now, mm. I guess the hope would be that Stanley Johnson has crawled his way out of the doghouse and he can take mm. over that spot that Morris had, and he's mm. going to be better. Probably uh, not, though. You right? don't
1: think so? Probably not. I mean, I mean, I'm. I don't know. I think.
3: So I like the, I like the kid, I I just don't know if as a a player he's ready for that.
1: And 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 this is this is very weird because I'm a stan I'm actually a Stanley Johnson fan. I think he's I'm exciting. a huge Stanley Johnson fan. And like I think like he could like I mean like I think this year like could be his year to like I don't know like break out or like resurrect whatever he needs to resurrect. But I mean just like right now based on what we've seen, um uh I, I'm not too optimistic that he will but I mean, he's, I hope o- he's he will. only 20 20- he's only 21 though so it's like i'm not that
3: pressed like i'm not like oh stanley this is like your last year to impress us or else you go away forever like this is <laughs> like you're only you're 21 like i'm cool with you like
2: inc- improving
3: gradually you know
2: but he didn't improve that's the thing he didn't improve gradually last year he got worse oh, way like, worse tr- yeah, way worse yeah like my thing is his His game doesn't really like fit together offensively, like he's not a good enough spot up shooter to be a good like two- way guy he doesn't have the handle to be a good two way guy like he's not he's not he's athletic but he's athletic like horizontally, not necessarily vertically yeah, so funny. you don't you don't really want him like attacking the room
3: and these are like all the weaknesses that came up like during the draft, and I was like, oh, yeah. it's okay,
2: okay yeah exactly. It. He's like, yeah. like oh, he'll, be, he'll be better than justice. Like, it's fine. <laughs> do you think his, his
0: career? <laughs> you think his career has been cursed ever since he talked shit to LeBron last year and the that one year in the playoffs?
3: Oh, that talking talking shit to LeBron is just never a good idea. Yeah, like, that's that you, probably doomed him. That,
2: yeah, I don't know. I, you would think Tobias Harris would like tell him the lesson, like, don't talk to, shit to LeBron, but.
0: Well maybe he tried and maybe it didn't work. Um but no they do need him though because they otherwise they're who's their starting four or three, you know. Yeah. That, that's they lost Morris is a key player for and them.
1: So like I'm I'm like I'm a big fan of like both of the Morrises uh uh and I think like Marcus, um the thing I like about him is like you know essentially like what he's gonna give you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think last he's year shoot it. Right like what what did he yeah, get? He what did he average last year? Uh, last was it like 12 or 13 a game or something like that?
2: Yeah, but the thing is, like, he was super inefficient doing it, and he shot way worse from three than last year. Yeah, yeah he, 14, he, he, 14, 5, and uh, 2. Like, yeah, you like, you knew he was going to give you 14, but, like, you also <laughs> knew he was going to give you, like, under 50% from two and, like, under 35% from three. Like,
3: yeah. He shot like he knew he was gonna get his shots off. He just didn't know how many. He yeah. shot thirty-three <laughs> percent. <actually> so. <laughs> you look, you can look at the stat sheet and be like two, two for thirteen, and be like, oh, classic Marcus Morris. Uh, and like, yeah. All right. So he shot
0: forty-six point six percent on twos, and wow, I didn't realize he was only thirty-three percent from three. He looks a lot. He's like KCP. He looks better than he actually is. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, we
2: nobody, know, nobody on the team shot well last year. Yeah. Nobody.
0: But I think the part of the problem is that they have nobody who can make plays for others and that's sort of then they just get well, bad shots. That, yeah. was,
2: that was supposed to be Reggie Jackson and then, you know, he was hurt the whole year. Which uh, is kind of the problem in and of itself, right? Like that was that was the thing that we were trying to address this offseason is get more guys who could handle the ball and make plays for others. But yeah. I don't even really I don't really know if they even did that.
1: Yeah, I think it's always been a concern of mine with them is like they're like they can't really like I mean like right now in the league, right, like you need to be able to like like shoot threes right like that's like a big thing and i just i just don't think that like yeah that's a problem they they didn't really do it last year <laughs> i just i don't think they're going to do it this year i you know what i mean like who is like your like your sharp shooter you know what i mean like who's who's well, that,
2: that's why i like the galloway signing cuz he's a really good spot up yeah, shooter he that
1: just it is, is kind of a steal for them well yeah uh, they paid a lot of money for him i mean him. He's I, people
2: freak out about them like hard capping themselves for galloway but like clearly at that point, like they were not going to max KCP, and so like I think that yeah. a little bit of a too big a deal is made out of that. Uh, but uh,
0: yeah, like that's a good contract, three or seven mil, mm-hmm. uh,
2: just under only that's fun.
0: I, I think he's I do not think it's a good contract, but I think we'll see. Uh obviously if you don't have to pay KCP you don't really care about how much you're paying him. Uh they yeah. I I don't know if the shooting that they really lack as much as like someone to create good shots, so they just take bad shots then and so oh, they shoot a lot oh. poor percentage. I yeah. mean they they don't have shooters either, but like I think I think they've misprescribed exactly what they need to fix. But you know the one person we have not mentioned yet Uh-oh. who I think don't is the most it. important and don't most interesting I'd uh, say it. I know what you're gonna say. John Lure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, my favorite. All right. I didn't expect that. Okay. No, Je- Andre Drummond. Let's talk about Andre
1: Drummond. Oh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. Look,
0: Laz, Laz is ready. He
1: was all <laughs> in to talk about John Luehr.
0: Well, do you have a John Luehr thought that you want to get off before we get into the Andre
1: Drummond talk? <laughs> I have no John Luehr thoughts.
2: <laughs> no. John Luehr played way worse after his car accident. People forget.
1: <laughs> oh, Damn.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I exactly. laughed at that. I don't know why. That was a dick move on my part. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn right. Uh, all right, let's have it under Drummond. Um, what? <sighs> I feel like we've been waiting for him to break out, and it just seems like him and Stan are oil and water. Yeah.
1: And I don't. I mean, it's too bad. It's 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 weird because he like didn't. What did he get like? last like 13 and 13 and 13 or something last season a game or something like that like
2: 13 13 and 14 basically yeah
1: yeah, i don't know like it's not
2: not it's the most uh, underwhelming 13 and 14 ever (laughs) it's it's pretty painful
1: yeah i don't know it's It's like it's it's pretty hard to watch 13 and 13 yeah it's like you want to get excited about him right like i i don't know it's he'll do like two things that you're just like oh my god if this
2: guy ever puts it together and then the rest of the game, it just you see him like slouch. You, you see the, you see his body language is just awful. If he can't get the hooks to go, and he's taking the hooks from too far away, and they're force feeding him post ups, and it's not, it's not great.
1: Yeah, I, do you think he needs like another like superstar?
0: I
2: yeah, I definitely think he can't be the best player on a championship team. Mm-hmm. But All like, right. so unfortunately, he's like miscast as that in yeah. Detroit.
0: Yeah. No, the the other thing too is he. Does, I think he's a victim of the lack of passers. They have nobody you can kind of get in the ball in like comfortable spots. I think that's always been the case. He's basically gotten many of his buckets on like when the guards miss. Uh, I think that's a lot of it. And I just I, I think that him and Stan are just not a good match. So like, what are those? Do you think those are the two factors why he's sort of his career stagnated, Or you think there's other things going on?
2: Well, defensively is the big thing right Mm -hmm. i could handle Uh i could handle the the terrible offense if he was like a world-class defender but he's not he's barely an average defender well he should be and and he's
0: not like he has a lot of physical skills
2: his problem is recognition his problem is recognition he'll see stuff happening like a half second after it's already happened he'll go for blocks of guys that are passing he'll uh he'll step up to guys who have already shot like he just he sees the game like a half second too slow.
1: Do you think there's just too much pressure on him? Like they want him to be the guy, they want him to be like this big superstar and like I mean maybe he I'm you know, I'm sure he is like a superstar, but maybe he just can't be the sole superstar in a team, like to, to 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 carry a team the way he would need to, like to, to take them to I guess deep deep in the Eastern Eastern conference, or do you think it's something more than that?
2: Uh, I don't really think he I don't really think he thinks of himself as the superstar i think he thinks of himself as like the the secondary guy to reggie and so oh. like that's why he's in such a funk oh. yeah i know yeah <laughs> that's dark
0: oh, that's <laughs> that's so painful <dark>. <laughs> his dark. defense like what he's not he can't create his own shot he needs a point guard that can kind of get him what he wants and he also the he, we haven't talked at all about how he can't shoot free throws and that kills his confidence yeah. and it just kills his momentum <sighs> this is a question from uh, pj washer on twitter like how likely is it that the Pistons are going to trade him? He's been in a lot of rumors. For
1: who and what would you I, get?
3: I th- yeah, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's good that it's under consideration uh, because I just don't want to see a future with Andre Drum. I I love the guy. <laughs> I just don't want to see a future. I don't want to keep watching Andre Drum and brick free throws and not get the shooter on pick and rolls and mm. just years and years of that even as a Pistons I'm a Pistons fan man and we've we've seen you've seen some bad basketball over the last couple of years oh I don't yeah.
0: uh. I, I underestimated the level of like frustration because I get frustrated by him but I didn't realize it was this bad let's try to lighten it up yeah. like what what would it take for him for you guys <laughs> to say you know what like we had it this was good now I feel a lot better about having him on the team for the next four years is at that number He's not Josh Smith. <laughs> that's, that's basically just my level. That's my level of disappointment.
3: It's everything else, oh, no. and then like, is it Josh Smith? No. Okay.
2: This not, <laughs> oh, this is that's Shit, that's funny. Josh Smith was a soul killer.
1: Man, dog. I, that that was. Oh my god. That was a that okay. was a that was a rough era, dog. I remember like one it time was, watching. It was, it. It was one. It, I think it was one season, but it felt like three.
0: <laughs> was that when they tried to play him at the three in Greg Monroe? I thought that team was going to be awesome. Yeah. God, I was so, so wrong Why? About that team. So
2: why, would, why would they be good? No, I, I thought regret. they would...
0: I like Josh Smith, and I was one of the
1: last ones to realize that
0: I was that he was terrible.
1: I remember my dad just like yelling at the TV, like, "Why is he shooting? Why is he shooting again? Just jacking up threes, bro! Out there gunning, bro, gunning." All right, so
0: we, we've established that he can't so, be Josh Smith. So, what what is a good season for Hunter Drummond?
2: He averages another like fourteen and fourteen, but um, also averages like a block and a half, and like a steal and a half, That's and fair. just like is a. Way better defender, like the the Stanis said this multiple times during the offseason The progress for him has to come when the defensive end.
1: Yeah,
0: he averaged a steal and a half and one point one blocks a game last year. He average is a steal and a half a game last year.
2: Yeah, he's he's a really good uh, steal guy. Huh. Him and Noel, like the I'm two big stealers. Fifty five. I'm asking for fifty five
3: percent free throws. If that could happen,
1: yeah, it's generous. Ooh. That
0: that 39 that's a big yeah, jump I like oh no i'm generous so,
2: you know they they changed the rules, so he can't do his the whole uh walk to half court routine anymore
0: yeah that might be a blessing disguise i mean that's it's not like that approach exactly worked you know it might that's force fair. him to figure something else out <laughs> like oh no the free throw routine that caused you to shoot 39 percent from the free throw line you can't do that anymore yeah. oh that sucks
2: well, the thing that was bad was that he constantly changed his routine, right? Like you'd see him switch it up from game to game, trying to find something that worked, and nothing ever did. Yeah, I mean, like I can't blame him for trying to find something that works, but they say you're supposed to do one thing consistently, right? And that's how you get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm with I'm with Laz. Like I would like to see him, like like you know, have another. Solid scoring and solid rebounding season, maybe score a little bit more. But I think, like, if you give him—I mean, maybe Avery Bradley's that piece. Hell, I don't know. But if you give him another piece, like, if you have, like, somebody to, like, accompany him so he ma- it makes it seem like the pressure's not all on him, uh, I think uh, that that would be really, really helpful. Because I think, like, like I personally—this may be an unpopular opinion. I like him a lot. I think he's, you know, good— And I, I I don't know. I think the potential's there, and I think like trading him or something like that. I think you know he would go somewhere else and just ball out. I do. This is why I'm making a LeBron proposal. You guys need to (laughs) get on the train.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, get on board.
2: It's a better solution than any of us. There are there are strengths and weaknesses, right? Like his strength is obviously the rebounding, and like they've built a really good defensive system like, overall, around the fact that he rebounds the ball really well. They don't, give him, they don't give up any points in transition. They don't turn the ball over. And so, like, from that, you end up with a top-ten defense. Like, if he was a better defender than he is right now, you, can, you could end up with, like, a top-five defense. And then all of a sudden, like, the team as a whole takes another step. Hmm.
0: What were they two years ago in defense? Because they were, they were up there. They were among the best defenses in the league. Yeah, but
2: it was the same formula, though, like, slow pace, don't turn the ball over. Right the
0: transition. Spur. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think I think that we're top ten. Yeah. All right. So let's let's ask another question. What are the chances that Andre Drummond has the kind of season that you want to see? Very low. Low. Like, are you talking like ten percent, or are you talking like thirty percent?
1: Well, and see, let me stop because I don't know because they have added some really really strong strong pieces. I'll say maybe thirty percent.
0: Thirty percent. Does that sound fair to y'all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say about like forty
2: maybe but maybe I'm just slightly more optimistic than the guys
0: okay basic uh,
2: basically is free throw rating but
0: yeah. all right to bring this whole misery discussion full circle <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about the three the three people that we've now talked about as frustrating um, we're gonna play a game of NBA version of do Mary kill with those three except we call it max play trade so you have to pick one player to max out for the future one player to sort of like Give him a lot of playing time, but you and hold on to him, but like no commitment to the future. Oh, and one player to trade between okay. Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson, and Andre Drummond—the three okay. most important players in the team. Well, we, uh, Stanley Johnson's one of the most
1: important players. In I the would team. say
0: that for the future, okay. If, if the Pistons want to be good, he's got to work out. Don't you think that's fair? That's fair. You know, I didn't say best. Okay. <laughs> so max play trade uh, those three.
1: Uh, so one you would give a max to one you would trade and one you you just want to give a little more playing time to
0: yeah
3: can I pocket the money <laughs> <laughs> I'm cons- I'm seriously considering what's it called embezzlement or what is it called is that oh one yeah
1: I, c- I consider that what is it called embezzlement <laughs> is that called- Launder- is it laundering laundering I don't, I don't or embezzlement know. I'm not quite sure one what you're asking I don't know how to steal money
0: where you just take the money and go <laughs> I'm not quite sure, like how that affects this game. Like, what, how would that work? You don't, you don't get Colby money wants, back for trading.
2: What's cap
1: space? Let's cap, space. <laughs>
2: Just uh, cap space for LeBron. Do it.
1: Okay, so so you said Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson, and okay. So, I personally like, in terms of trading, I would say uh, maybe Reggie, only because like you could probably like maybe. Maybe possibly get something for him. I don't know if you can, to be honest. Maybe I don't if, know. If they
0: could have, I think they would have at the trade
1: deadline. Because I don't know. I think I think with Drummond, I think like is oh god, I don't know. Yeah, this man, is, this, it's is, tough. this is you this see is see tough. this is tough. game is this is game trash.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a devil's bargain. <laughs> this I know. Was
1: easy to me. This is easy to me. You maxed oh, yeah? Ray. All right, you placed it. Wait, wait, a trade. So, so sorry, sorry, sorry. I I I missed that. Sorry, hey, Max, not,
0: Max Drummond. You you tr- you play Stanley and you trade Reggie, right? That's what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Like Drummond Drummond is basically irreplaceable on this team, unfortunately. But like that's what it is. Um So Stanley, you're saying
1: DeAndre Drummond give you are you're saying give Drummond a max contract. You know, well, that's what he has, has right now, obviously. Is, I <laughs> well, think it's yeah. better than the alternative. Yeah. I
2: mean, so you play Stanley because you need Stanley to develop and it's way easier to find another point guard in this league than it is to find another like possible two way wing. That's a good point. That's a
0: good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably right. Um and this we'll talk a little bit more later about like what this all says about Stan and Gundy's kind of vision, but um we're gonna take quick break first, uh and then we will get into Some slightly different topics that hopefully will bring the mood up. Like, man, this has been a lot worse than I expected. (laughs) Jeez, this is a limited upside podcast. If you're like me, you know you have to shave, but you don't like doing it. The razors are expensive. The gel is expensive. You have to kind of switch them out a lot. And you cut yourself while shaving. You've got to use all this product in order to have your skin moisturized. It's just not a very fun experience. And it never was a fun experience for me. And I really didn't want a beard. That changed when the Dollar Shave Club came to my inbox. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. It's got this great Dr. Carver shave butter. It feels really smooth coming off your skin. It actually makes the act of shaving fun and I love that. And It's also a great deal. You can get a great shave at a great price conveniently delivered right to your door. They send it to you in the mail. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to get either a really expensive razor or a cheap disposable razor that gets a crappy shave. You don't have to do any of that. It comes right to your door. It's a great life hack and a great no-brainer choice and it's got this amazing butter that feels so good on your skin. It almost doesn't look... Like shaving cream, it's nice and clear, and it just doesn't feel like shaving cream. And you don't have to get all those other products in order to have your face properly moisturized. It's a terrific deal. You get all the stuff you need in shaving in one with the Dollar Shave Club. And now, lucky you, for a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only five dollars a month with free shipping. And after that, raises are just a few bucks a month, and you can quit at any time if you don't like it. That's a $15 value for only five bucks. And then that first month's box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of board cartridges, and a tube of the shave butter, all for just five bucks. And after the first month, these replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. No hidden fees, no commitments, cancel anytime you like. But you can only get this offer exclusively through the Limited Upside podcast. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash upside in order to take advantage. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash upside. Dollar Shave Club, the smarter, more convenient, and more comfortable way to get a close shave. We're back, Limited Upside Podcast, John Ketchum, Kofi Yeboah, uh Lazarus Jackson from Detroit Bad Boys talking to the Pistons. Let's, not, let's talk about something else that's happening that's very significant and that, frankly, you guys know, would know a lot more about than I do, which is the Pistons are moving downtown this year. Yeah. No more Palace Auburn Hills. They're moving to the Little Caesars Arena. Is that right? Yeah. I see, I see you sighing, John. Does this not excite you very much? I, I'm just very curious about the dynamics uh, in downtown Detroit and, you know, how they had the privately financed arena, like, way up in the middle of nowhere. And now they're actually downtown and what that actually re- entailed and required. Um, you seem pretty ambivalent about it.
1: I mean, so, like, I don't live in Detroit. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, grew up in Saginaw. Like, I've, I've never lived in Detroit beyond, like— um, being there for, like, summers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, so, I mean, obviously, Laz can probably speak to more what the boot is like right now, but I don't know. I I mean, it's cool uh, that, you know, the the stadium's going to be right there. Uh, I'm just more concerned of, like, the impact that um, a a big arena like that and with all the other things that they're building uh, 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 in that area uh, are going to have for uh, the people who are already living there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like things are just gonna get more expensive. It's like, you know, I'm sure it'll bring more people to uh, the area to like hang out and like whatever, shop at the restaurant or eat at the restaurants, buy the food, buy shirts or whatever. But um, for the people who are already downtown, uh, I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious to see uh, what happens for the community uh that was already there uh but but that's just me though i'm, I'm not there right now uh but no but i think that's completely i think that's completely fair john um i don't i too do not live in detroit um
2: but i visit in detroit regularly my family still lives nearby um I, I personally am a huge fan of it though uh i they're they've already sold like way more tickets than they did last year there's an excitement about it with more casual fans, the games are more easily accessible. All the other pro sports teams in Michigan are down there anyway. Yeah, that's fair. So like, it, people are used to doing stuff like that. Um, I mean, like, I know personally when I went to uh, I went to Michigan State University and they played uh, the Final Four there my freshman year in Ford Field, and like, I remember the energy around that downtown was just crazy. And that was like that was like 2008, so that was like still like. It hadn't quite gentrified yet, but like still like there was a definite like feel of like something really important is happening. And, you know, I think it's good for the city as a whole to, to feel that more often. Mm. But I do I do see where you're coming from with like, you know, they're building up Midtown and they're building up downtown, but they're not necessarily building up the residential areas surrounding those places and like how that has a problem and impacts the people who do live there. So I see what you're saying. I mean, they did just get caught last uh, last week. The LCA contractors were fined three million for not using enough uh, workers from the city of Detroit. Oh, so. yeah, yeah,
0: that's that sounds like uh, the kind of thing that would be a problem with just sort of relocating and plopping a big arena downtown. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's sort of what I was trying to learn more about. Which I I don't study this, but you know, are they trying to claim that the the arena is going to spur economic development? Are they like trying to parrot that line of thinking? Because oh yeah. I think that doesn't always work out in <laughs> when yeah, they're, there's they're downtown cities, and there is now. I, I'm from DC, and you know it's no. There's no doubt that moving the Verizon Center downtown spurred economic development down there. But it's the same sort of problem. It's like it's like gentrification. It's peppering over something and giving it a fresh coat of paint and bringing in new people. But you're all you're really doing is sort of relocating the real problem somewhere else. Is yeah. that sort of how Detroit's going to work?
1: Well, I mean, and so, like, I don't, you know, um, I'm obviously uh, not an expert on gentrification or anything, but I don't think you need to be a a genius to know that, like, um, that, like, while, like, it will, like, I'm sure it'll bring more money downtown, right? I'm sure it will, you know. Uh, lead to you know economic development and all that. I'm sure more people will come uh, to the area to hang out. But it's like, but it's like, who is that? Who who is that development? Like, who are these? Um, who are these new things for? I'll just give you a quick example. Uh, a few years ago, um, I had to go uh, with a team of some other people. We were doing a story in Detroit um, about a new grocery store uh, that was opening there. not going to say the name of the grocery store, but it's a very expensive grocery store. Um,
2: <laughs> Is this, th- did this uh, did this, go- did this grocery store recently get purchased by
1: Amazon? I'm not going to <laughs> it, <laughs> say the name of the store. It's Whole Foods. I
0: was going to say it was Drainer Toes. Trader <laughs> <laughs> Toes. <laughs>
1: But um, but so 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 when we were there for like whatever it was the two or three days that we were there, um, it was you know we we kind of like looked at the prices of of the things uh, that were being sold in the store, uh, you know, and compared that to uh, what you know people around the community um, you know actually made. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and a lot of the people who live there. Like who are already there, like in this community that they kind of embedded themselves in like just wouldn't won't won't wouldn't be able to like take advantage of this new right. thing i mean i mean maybe like i don't know maybe with the new stadium, maybe there's or with with the new arena uh maybe they think you know they'll be like. I don't know, a ripple effect to some of the other, the other, the the other areas in the city. Um, but, uh, but, but that's, that's the only thing that makes it uneasy for me. Like when we talk about like the transformation of uh, Detroit and like the transformation of any big um, area uh, in the U S where um, a lot of people live, it's like, who, who are these, who, who, who are these new things uh, that people are building, like these new, arenas and restaurants and apartment buildings and all that. And like, the Q line. Yeah, like who 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 are these like what like who really yeah, benefits? Yeah. So like that's right. that's that's my thing. But I mean I'm I'm sure it's exciting and I'm sure like people in the city who live there are probably really geeked about it. I'm sure my father in law who lives in the city is like gonna be there every he's probably gonna get season tickets and like be there all the time. So I mean we'll we'll see.
2: From a purely basketball like standpoint, it makes the team more accessible to the fan base right i
0: was just about to say that because the palace was just dead those last few years and i understand i mean the team wasn't great and it's out in the middle of nowhere so just by virtue of location and if especially the team gets off to a good start this year um the it'll be a much better atmosphere at the arena but i i wanted to discuss that whole duality because it's an issue that i think a lot of cities in professional sports are dealing with with these downtown arenas and with these new arenas that they have to build and update uh, for, for these old facilities and I just think it's I'm very curious with the how the city of Detroit and the dynamics work because obviously there's such a long history there and a not a very good one um but either way and and,
3: like, and John and John said he's not a gentrification expert that was but that was a pretty damn good
0: explanation of it
3: no to be just, no I, I, I mean not, I was, I was, that was that wasn't that like that made sense. Well, yeah. Well, sense. it's
0: almost like it's almost like John imported his expertise into an area that you didn't <laughs> think it belonged, but it suddenly now is is there. No,
1: no. Because I just <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 weird for me to, I don't know. Like, because to like really, when you talk about like those 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 issues, like it's really hard to because like there are people like who like who studied that shit for years, right? Like who like who when they you know who like like when they when they say things and when they talk about it like like it's just I don't know when we when we talk about like those issues when we use the word gentrification like you know I just I just like to be really careful about like like what we're actually talking about and like right. who it actually uh right impacts yeah
3: I, and I remember because in college I I I did a, a video story on this barbershop that's in DC near the convention center and I or I I interviewed two two like old people and they were like, Yo, twenty years ago <laughs> ain't nobody around here. Like yeah. it was like so so bad. But then you look across and you see this really, really super nice convention center, smoothie shops and everything like that. And you you start to you understand. You start to understand when you talk to some of the people that have been there for a while how how much uh, areas can change. So
0: it's just so interesting that now the Pistons are the center of this. And the Red right. Wings as well, right? Because yeah. they're both moving down there. So I, I know this is a basketball podcast, but I wanted to talk about that because I think it's um, it centers around the team.
1: And, mm. and, you know, I think it's an interesting topic that you guys have more insight on than me. Well, That's, I mean, and and I, I totally and completely get it, right? Like, like downtown Detroit, like you've got, what is it, uh, Laz? You've got Quicken Loans. You've got Wayne State. Like you've got like all these like – these these places downtown were like where where people work. So like um I mean you well, got cast, right? Like yeah. You got, like you Yeah people's lives are downtown. Yeah. So like if like, you know, if you're like I don't like so with the grocery store, right? Like we were the big theory uh that I had is like, okay, well so if the people who live here uh can't really, you know, shop at this expensive ass grocery store, um uh uh it's probably for you know, uh, people leaving work at, uh, the university grab, you know, you grab something on your way home or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I don't know. It'll just be, it'll just be interesting to see, uh, what happens. Mm -hmm. Like who, who actually benefits from it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully there'll be
0: more fans at least. And it'll be a cooler TV experience and experience in the arenas though. Um, let's lighten it up. This is some serious (laughs) shit. I wanted to get into it. (laughs) Let's lighten this stuff up. Uh, 89 Pistons or 04 Pistons playing by today's rules? Who oh wins? Oh God, I hate this question. All right, fine. You won't answer. It. You won't answer. I hate it. it. Good. You is this? All right. Do you have another better hypothetical? That you no, I don't.
1: Ask? I I don't know. Laz, sorry. It's I'm, just I'm, like I'm it's it. like asking
2: your childhood like to fight
1: each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get it. Well, we spent this whole time talking about like a team that you guys don't seem that optimistic about. I think it would be nice to think about which which uh, team was more perfect.
1: I <laughs> I like. Uh, God, I'm going to get fucking hammered for saying this. But I, I like O4. I, I think that, like, they—the reason I like them, and people will argue that they did, but I liked them because they didn't have, like, a real superstar. Uh, they were, like, a team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, people can argue that Chauncey was the superstar whatever. But, um, like, that's, that's the reason, like, I'm, like, that I'm so— into them. Uh, and you know, as a kid, right, like like I was like actually like alive and like 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 had like thoughts and emotions during the time that they were winning. So I probably have like a, a more special connection uh to them. Like I, you know, had like the big fake Afro and and like I, mm-hmm. I was really into it. So so I'll I, I would say oh four, but I but that's solely like a personal thing. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: How long until Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame? Is a, he just became eligible. When's he, oh, okay, so when's he eligible? I think he just became eligible with t Mac this year. And, you know, I think he's one of those players that's very difficult to figure out uh, yeah. where he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I imagine you all think he just belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I would say oh, that for sure. Yeah.
1: I remember when I was a kid, uh, so uh, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I played basketball as a kid, like, in, like, 7th and 8th grade. And, um... Uh, Like, nobody's no like I went to like a private school, so like nobody was like really tall, really. Like, there weren't any like there weren't like that there weren't that many athletes on the team, like, like, um, so. Uh, you always had to fill out a roster. Yeah, basically. Uh and uh so like they were like, oh John, you know, you're bigger. Uh we'll get you to play center. I'm like, bro, you know I'm short as hell, right? They're like, <laughs> we'll just get you to get you to play center. And I remember like uh sitting at home with, with my dad watch it, watching the games, Then he'd be like, You see, you see what Ben Wallace does? You see how we box us out? I'm like, yo, but he's like, he's like literally like a freak athlete, and I'm like, like Five. I'm me. Yeah, I'm like right. Like I'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm five I'm three and like fat as hell, and it's because of you. Like, like what, what 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 are we talking about here? Because of you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, but, man. Hey, relative to his peers, Ben Wallace was a 5'3 kid. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. I guess it's yeah. yeah we think about it like that. But uh, but yeah. So I don't know. That's that's why like the 0-4 Pistons are like. Are like. See, Mike. Mike included a he included an
2: important caveat in the question, which was that uh, if they're using today's rules, which means no,
0: no so hand checking, ahead. and because I think the Pistons of yo of yonder the, the past. What am I saying? <laughs> the Pistons of the past. <laughs> the <pistons> of yonder. <laughs> the of the past yeah. were a better team objectively, but if they're oh, yeah. playing in today's rules, I think that would be the interesting question.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I, I think it'd be the 0-4 team. But uh, that's purely because uh, I think, like, Rashid is the player whose game, like, translates best that's on fair. either team that's to fair. today's to today's game. Um, like, I, even if you couldn't, like, hand-check guys, I think, like, you'd still have Ben at the rim. And, like, you'd still have, like, Sheed being on the perimeter shooting threes. You'd still have Chauncey posting up Isaiah, which is, like, a sentence that, like, breaks my heart to say. <laughs> <Sure.
0: laughs>
2: that happened. And uh, like you'd have the the pit bulls, Lindsey Hunter and Mike James versus uh, Vinny Johnson. Like that would be that would Lindsay be interesting. Hunter. I would be interested to see how this would play out. But I think ultimately yeah. the 0-4 team will
0: take it. Here's another way of phrasing the question: Put uh, the 0-4 Pistons in the NBA this year. Where uh, do they win the East? Uh, Kofi. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Kofi, What do you think? Uh, no. No. <laughs> so no. when they finish second, third. Yeah, I'll say second. You know. Second behind LeBron?
3: Yeah. I've already witnessed LeBron end one Pistons dynasty. Bro. I don't want to. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like I
0: know you. Fun. We, were,
3: we, were we like talk 25, 25, 25 in so, a row. Yeah, it never happened. friendly podcasts. <laughs> Never happens. I don't know what I blacked out the entire season. I have no idea. Say, I also do not recall. His yeah,
0: problem. I'll say this: like I think that the '04 Pistons would match up pretty well with the Warriors. Not saying they would beat them, but I think they'd be a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I think it'd I could be tough. she would be a tough guard because even as good as Draymond is, she could just pull up over the top of him. Uh, and I, and Wallace, you know, they pull him away from the rim. I guess, but he's still pretty quick. Like yeah, I think yeah. it would be a pretty good matchup. They could do certain things i think they could iso certain players and post billets would post up curry uh, and wear him down and they have to put clay on him and then they could have rip running off screens and wearing Steph down that way like i think they would be a good matchup for the warriors i'm not saying they'd win you know no,
1: I, I i i don't disagree with that Yeah, um, yeah the, um, the problem is the warriors have
2: grant right like that's the yeah. that's the problem
0: yeah well Tayshaun I mean, Prince shut I, down Kobe t- t- oh,
2: man, like longer than Tayshaun, which is like which is weird to think about I but know
0: yeah it's weird I don't think there's ever going to be another player like Tayshawn, just the way he plays just such a unique player I, I love him yeah I was I was. A, I was a big fan yeah all right remember when that? they brought him back in like 2014 that was fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> down John Prince. fun's one word for it um yeah <laughs> uh which, let's ask this question we've been asking everyone. It's my favorite question, and I understand that a couple of you have thought about this very, very long. Um, you get to choose three pistons from all time to be on your banana boat on vacation, a la LeBron, CP, uh, Melo, and D-Wade. You and three others, uh, which three and why? Uh, Laz, who you got?
2: All right. So I didn't give this as much thought as some previous guests but i think some thought uh i'm gonna go with sheed sheed knows where all the parties are mm-hmm. she's tall so you can i can see over tell you when security's coming and you guys need to leave <laughs> and uh, i don't know if you i don't know if you saw the quote that Sheed had about Zebo's arrest she No, said, what what uh, he say i didn't see this said, he said, uh, "The bigger the paycheck, the bigger the party."
1: Oh, so, <laughs> did he? Did he really say that? He
2: really said that. He really said that. So uh, yeah, lying, she's, she's so. on the boat
1: with a flip phone. Yeah. With it.
2: Uh, and didn't, then you got. Didn't and then, mean, that's not
0: a lie. No, that's, it's not, that's not. a lie.
2: Chauncey, uh, Chauncey would be the perfect vacation planner. You'd you'd save the best vacation spot for the second best, second to last day because he's clutch like that. Facilitate, Yeah, yeah. and then the third person is a little bit of a curveball. I'm gonna go to George Blaha. I want George Blaha, the voice of the oh, interesting.
1: To commentate, uh, to commentate like whatever you. (laughs) It's like, no, dude. like, okay, so Blaha <laughs> has literally
2: been with the Pistons for as long as I've been alive. Like, yeah. he's got more stories than, like, anybody else. He would, like, Blaha's the guy, like, you have that moment where it's just, like, you and him staring out into the ocean, like, holding beers, and he's just, like, telling stories, and you're just, like, absorbing it. Like, that's the best vacation ever.
0: That's why you point him there. Yeah. It's but see. Great. Here's the problem, right? For him to tell stories, Rasheed Wallace has oh. got to be listening to the stories. <laughs> you, need, no, like, you need the right she's chemistry.
2: Correcting <laughs> she's correcting him about his stories the entire time. I,
0: I guess she could be like the hype man for the stories. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, Kofi, you disagree?
3: Uh, I would have Rasheed, obviously, for the stories. I'd, I'd also uh, bring along uh, John Sally for the jokes. You mm. know? John. some old, some Tell us some old legends about uh, the A9 team. He is I'm, very I'm John he, Sally.
1: He is very personable. Like
3: We not we not we not trying to hoop, we trying to have fun out this here. This so is that's Brian
1: John Sally. That's a good point. That makes me change my he, list he, actually. He's a comedian. He's celebrity.
3: He can get us into he can get us into some places I feel like, yeah. And my my third one uh I just picked uh Carlos Delfino. What?
0: Why? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
3: Why? I just want to see I just want to see what he do. I'll, I always I always like Carlos Delfino. <laughs> Carlos Delfino now? I don't know. Where is Carlos Delfino now? That's, that, that's exactly why I want to bring him on the boat. I want to ask him how, how he's doing in life, You
0: know. So, um, <laughs> I think he plays, he plays in Argentina now. He's back in Argentina. Um, but I know he had that really bad back. He had that really bad injury that kind of messed up his NBA career. Um, that's a – okay. Well, I mean, that's have, about the weirdest have, pick, pick I've heard so far in this series. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, got anyone else
1: that okay. we're forgetting? So it can be anybody who's ever played for the Pistons.
0: Yeah, although, like, some people have pulled, like, the one person, like, pulled out, like, Damon Jones played one year for the Kings, and you wanted Damon Jones on the boat. Like, let's say people that have played, like, a decent amount of time. So for the I, can't, I can't bring AI. No, no, okay. no no AI. All right. Because he played for how long?
1: <laughs> Not very long. Yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I would say she was fun.
0: Um. Yeah, it's.
1: it's just, let me think. I'm, I'm trying to think. I would of, say she, Chauncey. Uh, my third one, uh, maybe a curveball. Not Delfino. I meant O4. Well,
0: like, would you it want Rodman? <laughs>
1: Not Mimit, <laughs> not Mimit of course, <laughs> not Mimit. Uh, okay, so okay, Do so I was thinking Rodman, but I I did want to say it like, but I'm thinking Rodman, and here's why, because okay. he's just crazy enough where you would like have a good time. He would probably like introduce you to some places that you probably would never go, right? Um, and like you know, like we've <laughs> seen that like you know he's like, you know. Just what? Just, I just, mean, Like, just, just insane. Sheets. Like, <laughs> just insane. like sure. it, just, it just seems like I feel like hanging out with Dennis Robin. You know that you would have a good time.
2: That's why we bring sheep, stories. Though. Like this. you. You bring you bring sheet instead of Dennis Rodman and you like wait you don't have that like twenty percent chance you wake up in North Korea. Like.
0: <laughs> but see, here's the thing, right? You could bring Rodman and let him go off on his own, and then you you sheet and Billups can laugh about it.
1: Okay, but Rodman would come back, though. <laughs> 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 you'd be you be on the plane like where's Dennis? It'd be like the
0: Hangover. Yeah, and right. You'd be looking around for Dennis, and you'd uh, be up on the roof the whole time.
1: Uh, but no, um, so so. No, I would say uh, uh, Sheed Chauncey. Um, uh, 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 and for my uh, for my third one, um, I, I would I would probably say Tayshawn. Tayshon, okay. yeah, uh, only because I've uh, this is a weird story. But when I lived in LA, I saw Tayshawn at the club once, mm-hmm. and he seemed like a pretty chill dude. Uh, he had on like a tall, he had a tall, <laughs> a tall polo that was mm-hmm. like really long, so it's like uh, like. Uh, he did. He wasn't wearing what I personally would have wore, uh, but uh, but he seems like he's like a pretty a pretty chill dude in the uh, in the in the club. Might not get you in too much trouble. So
0: you said he's wearing like a long, tall polo, a like tall that. polo. So yeah. like, would that go up to like
1: your f- toes? <laughs> yeah, it would probably be like be like a straight up nightgown on me. But like, yeah, uh, it was funny. I feel like I feel like he'd be the designated driver. Yeah,
3: <laughs> right. He has, he has that kind of like vibe to him like I'll, I'll get you, I'll, I'll take care
1: of y'all y'all yeah, have yeah. fun Mimit <laughs>
3: Okor y'all, y'all have fun with the all-star game I'll just
1: chill what would an evening with Mimit Okor even be like, what would y'all even do that's so funny uh,
3: this is why I picked Delfino because you have no freaking
1: idea you know, wild card Like how would know, you know these players really
0: none no, no, like, of no, y'all pick Darko I hear
1: well, I mean, well, I mean, okay. Darko seems pretty happy on the farm Yeah, I, I was about to, to say, that. like, what about Darko? He's, I yeah, mean, I, I like, hate Darko. I like Darko. Darko can come too. Yeah, I'm yeah. not mad at that. Yeah, there was I'm a like really him.
0: good story out about him. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about let's make some predictions. Um, one thing we haven't talked about, by the way, like back to serious shit, um, is Stan Van Gundy. Like, we didn't we kind of glossed over like how we feel about this whole this whole Stan Van Gundy era yeah. and as coach GM. Like, we're so now about four. This is year four. Right? Yeah. Or is it year five?
1: I think it's year four, right? I think, I personally think, uh, Doc Rivers, he's only a coach again now. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think maybe Stan. Stan should do that too. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, and granted, like, I'm not part of like the internal operations with the team. Maybe, like, the organization really loves him. Like, he may be, like, a really good manager. Uh, like, a good, like, manager. Delegator, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, personally am not like mad at him as a coach like, i think he's an all right coach and i think like maybe if he dedicated like all his time to that maybe it would just be a little different but uh but you know i don't know
2: so ziller tom ziller who also works at sb nation mm-hmm. uh, wrote a pretty good piece about how now that doc rivers had stepped down from uh from the front office that kind of meant it was more evidence that like the co- the coach pobo model like doesn't work yeah uh I actually wrote a response piece to that which you can find on detroitbadboys.com. Plug, uh plug
1: plug yeah. plug plug
2: plug got to get paid. Plug. But uh so the the basic premise is that like if you try to think in the short and the long term, you you don't do either really well. Um uh, my basic argument for Stan is that he's done a really good job of thinking long term. His long term plan just like hasn't held out as well as he thought it would. Like Coach, Coach Stan has kind of let front office stand down a little bit.
0: Yeah, because you look at Coach Stan, he's struggling to uh, kind of reach Drummond, and you can blame Drummond for that, or you can blame Coach Stan. I don't know who you blame, but that's sort of – if GM Stan would, is probably building the team around him, and so if Coach Stan can't reach him, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, But Stanley Johnson, too, um, and yeah. maybe that changes this year. I don't know. I mean, do you
1: think, Mike, that that's fuck- – Right, can I cuss on this? i have been saying shit the whole time. All right. Do you think that that's fucked with Stanley Johnson's development? <laughs> do, do you think that that's fucked with his development? Like, I,
0: I don't that- know what's going on there, like it, but obviously, but it's not encouraging when the guy who you suck your neck out to pick over Winslow um, is in your doghouse second year. Yeah, yeah. You know whether whoever's fault that is, I think that's sort of the problem. Um, you know, but uh that answers option zero's question about like best example not to do the coach gm um but he is a good coach right like i mean they're in a better spot he is a
2: he is a good coach but uh last year a lot of his problems were due to uh i don't know if he wouldn't be flexible or if he could he felt like he couldn't be flexible but inflexibility with like with regards to like lineups and uh you can lay a lot of the developmental problems with like Stanley Johnson and Andre Drummond and like none of the second round picks have worked out and Henry Ellison didn't play at all last year. Like you can lay a lot of bl- that blame at his feet and like, that's a problem.
0: Kofi, if they don't have a good season, do you think that this is it for him?
3: I think that it would probably be like the middle of next season where they do the acts like midseason.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Cause that's, I, I want to trust the process. I just don't... Ha- I just have no idea what the process is. And I can't even, like, see it down the road. So, yeah, it's... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, like, Stan's version of the process would be, like... Stan would, like, do the heart carry thing, right? Where, like, you trade Reggie, you trade Andre, and then you quit. All right? Like, let somebody else do the rebuild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see whether last year was just a really bad year with bad juju and it was just sort of the setback and the get back on track or if it's sort of a sign that Stan has invested in the the players he's supposed to lead the team are not the ones that he can trust down the road. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. And then also with KCP, I, I, I think that, that while that trade maybe helps them this year and Bradley is more consistent, I think that's another example of – you know, if you really trusted the people that you stuck your neck out to draft, I mean, the whole point of keeping KCP around was that KCP would turn into Avery Bradley and you'd be mm. committed to that. Does that does that get affected when you're the GM and the coach at the same time where you look at KCP a different way? And I know he delegates a lot to his staff and it's a really big staff, but ultimately it's still his name on top. So. I don't know, but um, let's talk about predictions. Like we've been pretty negative this whole podcast. Like, are we thinking that they make the playoffs this year? Yes or no?
1: I mean, I think it would be a a very successful season if they got like the last like spot. Uh, yeah. In the in the playoffs, I think it would be very successful. I I just don't think it's gonna happen.
0: So you're you're a no. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? I don't even know if I want that.
3: I don't even know if I want that at this point. What do you want? I I just. Uh, let just tank. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Man. So then That's that means like, Trey Reggie. Kofi, Kofi, we like just got out of the wilderness. Ooh, we were is... just really, really bad. Uh, like I don't want to go back to you. I don't. I, that was I, awful, I'm not man. A... Chris Wilcox started. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this vividly.
3: It was bad. Oh, just because no. times look better doesn't mean they still aren't that uh, bad.
1: Chris you know, Wilcox. Just, That's so funny. It's just
3: I, I'm not a huge fan of the – Always shoot for eighth place and then get swept. Model, I don't know. I just think I, I just don't.
2: You don't don't want to be like the two thousands Hawks,
3: right? Yeah, get that, get that eight to ten draft pick. You know, every year maybe lose it because of a Ben Gordon contract that was like five years ago. That was the saddest. Oh, that was a sad day. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh let's get Waiting some All
2: your draft pick and then so, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I never mind. I have, them, I have them in the playoffs. I have them at oh. 42 40. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be rough though. Like they have they have a six game road trip in the year uh at Den at Utah at Denver at Portland at Sac at Phoenix on a back to back and at Houston. Uh six games in 10 nights. Like that's a really rough stretch to do like right as you're trying to make the playoffs. If they if they mess that up pretty badly, I don't think they'll get in. You think they're going like they forty two games
1: next year?
0: Well, they uh, won yeah, forty four two years ago, and it's mostly the same team. I mean, they lost a couple guys. Like they you could say Bradley's better than K C P for next year. Um on
2: on March ninth, last year, they beat the Cavs. They were thirty two and thirty three, and I think they were like the seven or the sixth seed. Um after that they went five and twelve. Damn, Like this team this team was like despite everything that went wrong last year this team like still had the ability to do well in the really bad eastern conference and like they just they just they just quit well i don't think they quit but the the offense had been kind of like sputtering the whole season and it finally died
0: right but and there's a the whole be, thing with reggie jackson's health issues too right like they were yeah they weren't sure yeah uh i mean if they don't like so it, yeah 42 doesn't
2: sound like completely unreasonable. And like that that could get you that could get you like the 7 in this right. really terrible conference.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the conference. I mean, put it this way, if they don't make the playoffs this year, then like what are they doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the East. Like and they they geared up to do it. Like that's why I think it's sort of a real make or break year for them. I mean, they have to this is their chance to get back into the I mean, we, 12 months ago, we were talking about them as maybe being a sub a 50 win contender yeah you know I mean, I know they had a rough year last year, and a lot went wrong, but it's not that far removed from
1: that. you know that's what I'm saying, Mike hey, let's put, come on, guys, step up yeah. you know what you know what i I'm, I'm 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 gonna no 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 I'm gonna be trying to be more optimistic. I think that they barely make the playoffs they're gonna barely, they're gonna barely make it. I'll take yeah. it.
0: I'll take it. I'll say the eight seed uh, with forty with thirty nine wins uh, behind Charlotte and seven. Uh, and I, I'm not sure I'm all there because I don't know about Philly and someone else. But I mean, they should. They have the talent to make the playoffs. And
2: okay, why why do people think Philly's going to win forty games? Like someone, please explain this to me.
0: Well, because they won. Um, Thirty-ish or close to it, with like all their people injured, and they have a lot of stuff coming in. But
2: they were they were only good when Embiid played, and he only played thirty-one games, and he's right. not going to be ready to start the season, and we don't know how healthy he right, right. actually is.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's definitely getting a little carried away there. I mean, I would take. I think Detroit probably has more the better chance of making the playoffs this year, um, for sure. I mean, and if it's not Detroit and it's not Philly, like, look, who else are you putting in that spot? So I, I think they'll make it. It's just. I, I, they have a lot of structural issues that they need to iron out. And I don't think that they necessarily have an easy answer to those issues. Like Reggie Jackson being healthy I think will make a difference. But at the end of the day, they need Drummond to to be Step reached. Up, yeah. uh, and I just don't – I still think that the rest – the mix of the players and the coach is like oil and water a little bit. And they just don't have enough players who – you know, the guy that I think would have been really good for them if they had gotten like a Nick Batum a couple summers ago, I don't mm. think they never, ever could, but just someone that could pass the ball and make people happy, I think that would make a big difference. They just don't have anyone who's an above average passer in their starting lineup. And Bradley is not that. That is not Bradley's game either. Yeah. So yeah. that's the big problem that they run into. And that's why they all kind of grumbling at each other until they find that player. Like they were not bad with this Schmidt in the lineup last year because he actually passed the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand the frustration. So, anyway, this will be among the more pessimistic ones, but it was still a good time. We had John Ketchum from sbnation.com, Kofi Yaboa from sbnation.com, Laz Jackson from Detroit Bad Boys. Uh, thank you for airing out your frustrating
1: feelings with me. No problem.
3: <laughs> I'm a, I'm <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, hey, I'm a Bengals fan, so this is like nothing.
1: Wait, why are you a why are you a Bengals? <laughs> also,
3: aren't
0: the bagels good? I'm not a football fan.
3: No, they were bad last year. Oh, they were? Okay. Yeah, they were bad, but, like, for the previous five years, they made the playoffs, but, like, wouldn't win a game.
1: How so, long have you been a Bengals fan, though? Like, were you on—were you, like, with the Corey Dillon I Bengals?
3: Since I, since I was, like, seven. Oh.
1: You know, oh, my oh, mom. Okay, on, so like, for a,
0: three on, years. Okay. <laughs>
2: Kobe's actually 11. Kobe's actually oh, 10 like, years old. How, how do you end that's up, like, a up. Bengals fan, a Pistons fan, right. and, like, an MD fan? Yeah, like, how how the, how the hell— Okay, I'm not
3: a, I'm not a Maryland fan. I just went there. I'm not a Maryland fan at all. <laughs> uh, I, my mom, my mom used to tra- My mom travels a lot. So when she was, when I was seven, my mom came back with like a Cincinnati Bengals pennant, and it was just like signed. So I was like, all right, I'll take it. Like, yeah, that, that's that's all it took. fandom
0: in the modern era like it's no longer where you grow up it's you know i got a i got a pennant for my mom and therefore i'm a fan for life (laughs) (laughs) what happened to our generation
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean my 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 dad wasn't my dad my dad immigrated from like ghana so he didn't like grow up a fan of like
0: no i know i know i i shouldn't i shouldn't be a dick like that (laughs) um no you're
3: good no I, i get it no i get i understand it's just like my, for my family, we just didn't like – I'm the first person in my family to like ha, like watch sports mm. intently. Like,
0: Yeah. And, and now you're working them. Um, but the important thing is you're a Pistons <laughs> fan and you're dreading this year a little bit. But for your all's sake, I hope it turns around. Um, but thank you for joining us. We have uh, Denver up next and then Miami. Uh, you can check out New Orleans and uh, Charlotte, two other teams that are sort of with somewhat miserable fan bases right now. <laughs> um And then we also had a Kyrie Irving trade podcast reaction. Um, We've been – hey, it's August and we're still here for you at the Limited Upside Podcast. So sit back, enjoy those. Until next time, this is the Limited Upside Podcast.